Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. What kind of a city are we? Man. 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. Email is Pete at the PeteCalendarShow.com. What's up with the city council? I mean, now... They decided last night to start reapplying, to restart criminal penalties for taking advantage of yourself in public. What? For defecating on the streets, on the sidewalks, now now we're going to have criminal penalties. I mean, I, I don't even know. Like, what happened to the city council? You guys used to be progressive, you know? happen yes the charlotte city council voted to recriminalize multiple city ordinances after months of debate and vocal opposition about the potential impacts on the unhoused community so again uh, this is what growing up we had always referred to as the homeless but uh that uh, that became verboten you're not allowed to say you're not allowed to say homeless anymore and so now it's the unhoused or those afflicted with unhousedness, I think, maybe. I mean, if not already, then it it should be, or it will be. Charlotte-Mecklenburg police will now, in the coming weeks, have the authority to issue criminal citations to arrest people violating ordinances on things. Okay, so heads up here if you are out to lunch. I apologize, trying not to be overly grody here. Uh, so I don't want to actually refer to the word here in case you got kids in the car or something. So I'm just going to say taking advantage of yourself, okay? In public. Also, beer and wine consumption, possession of open containers and disposal of containers, trespassing in a motor vehicle, public urination and defecation, behavior in public parks, and soliciting from street or median strip, which could include panhandling. All right, so I spent my evening watching this public comment period. I'm watching the city council meeting last night. Ran about four hours total. The public comment section uh, ran over an hour because there were like 30-plus people that had signed up, and um, they all got two minutes. So here is, um, here is a montage of the, uh, of the opponent's to recriminalization. Here were, here were their arguments. Over again in scripture, we see that not only are we to help the poor, but that God stands with the needy. What I'm saying is that it's hard to be free without a place to pee. Amen. <laughs> a city that is meaningfully free requires a commitment to the hard physical infrastructure of public toilets and decent comfortable housing. Without these basic structures to provide for human need, those poorest among us are hardly free. Rather, they are subject to the strictures of charities and the whims of cops. And with the, with the hard infrastructure of toilets and houses, we need the soft infrastructure of care. I do understand the frustration of business owners, and it is a difficult problem. 
But the question is, is recriminalizing really the answer? Because this is really an issue of economic and social justice. By rendering it unlawful to sleep or lie down in city parks, the city would be effectively punishing the involuntary homelessness of residents of their city. That violates the substantive limits of the Eighth Amendment. We are seeing legal challenges to these kinds of ordinances around the country, and I think it almost mm. certainly would result in legal action here. Mm. Section. Do you hear that? That's one of the city council members who is like giving the affirmations for the uh, lawyer from the Southern Coalition of Social Ju- or for Social Justice. Yeah. Mm. Ooh. Oh, that's brand new information. 1523, the local anti-loitering ordinance. This would give CMPD nearly unbounded discretion to take otherwise legal activity and color it as something criminal or nefarious. We have a First and Fourth Amendment for a reason. This would undermine both. And moreover, there are already laws on the books that would address unlawful unlawful drug activity. The anti-urination, anti-defecation. If we had more public bathrooms, this would not be on the agenda tonight. As written, this too invites legal challenges. I wholly understand why we don't want people to urinate and defecate in public spaces, but the way to achieve this is not by criminalizing the act, but by providing alternatives. And this is our moral responsibility to provide these alternatives. We lack the infrastructure for public bathrooms. We lack the infrastructure for emergency shelter beds. When I was on the street, yeah, I, I used the, the I used the, the transit and I used the library to relieve myself. I used to hold myself overnight because I had nowhere to go because you didn't provide although I did put myself in the situation okay I, I get grant granted but still as a citizen I should still be respected enough to have a place to go and you're tearing down two of the places that I went I went to the public library and I went to the transit public library gone transit is going to go where am I going to go after that people are being are going to be charged with a crime because they can't afford to patronize places uptown that have facilities that other people can use when nature calls. I mean, think about it. Think about it. If you can't afford it, what can you do? This is not the kind, it's not a road trip. You can't pull over to the side of the road and go hide in the woods. We must put ourselves in the place of our unhoused neighbors who are our brothers and sisters who would love to have a safe, private place to take care of their bodily functions. Can you imagine the embarrassment and the shame of not having such a place? Y'all were voted in. So y'all got to be mindful of those same people that you're trying to criminalize. They watching, even when you think they're not watching. So the same way they voted you in to protect them and we, the community, got to keep them safe, they're going to vote you out. Renee, you should be familiar with that. You just had we'll run up against you. So y'all need to be mindful when you sit up here and want to talk about ordinance. Yeah, no need to shake your head. It's facts. Maintaining his sobriety away from potential temptations was more important to him than shelter. Mr. Victor's story is not unique. With over 3,000 people experiencing homelessness in Charlotte on a daily basis, our neighbors without homes are forced to do things outside 
that should be done inside due to lack of options. The Bible recognizes that poverty is not the result of personal failings or individual choices or moral deficits. Poverty is the result of chronic, a systemic chronic issue. It is not the fault of the poor that they are poor, but the fault of bad policies and legislating systems that make poverty inevitable. So let us fight poverty, not the poor. Fight discrimination, not the disadvantaged. Fight affluenza and privilege. Thank you very much, Dr. Not the underdogs. Affluenza. Everyone we met was experiencing poverty. Everyone we met was experiencing homelessness. Not everyone sleeping outside uptown, but everyone was experiencing homelessness. It's not lost on me that everyone we met was a person of color, speaking to the realities of slavery and Jim Crow and urban renewal that are right here on this land. And I grew up going to Charlottetown Mall where you would see white water fountains and colored water fountains, not black, but colored. Are we going backwards by saying that we should criminalize people who have to use the facility that is not existent? What? That is not correct. I stand in strong opposition to the council giving CMPD a blank check to arrest our most vulnerable citizens for simply trying to live and survive. All right, I'm going to stop it right there because I want to get to the uh, traffic report here. And uh, this is Tim Emery, who I believe ran for office. Uh, you're going to want to hear this clip from him. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at CarolinaReadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out this was an actual city council meeting i watched it so you didn't have to you're welcome i am a giver news talk 11 10 99 wbt i mentioned uh this clip that i've got here this was uh con- these were comments from tim emery tim emery was uh previously a candidate for mecklenburg county district attorney district attorney prosecutor Listen to these comments. That people experiencing houselessness are more likely to be victims of crime than perpetrators. So let's protect them, not criminalize them. We know that Mecklenburg County Jail is unsafe. Eight people are dying in the jail a year. Three have passed since mid-December. Hey, McFadden, what's You are asking CMPD to use good judgment and discretion when deciding to make an arrest. The same CMPD that has killed 18 people since Keith Lamont Scott. The same CMPD that has failed to use discretion when declining to issue more citations during the peak of COVID. The same CMPD that intentionally trapped, gassed, and assaulted peaceful protesters in June 2020 because they were tired. The same CMPD that brutally assaulted a woman outside of Bojangles mere months ago. You know better. You know better. 
you represent the people, not Center City Partners and Uptown Businesses. Oh, no, he didn't. Take the steps to provide for our citizens with the greatest needs. It's not a crime to sleep outside when you have no shelter. It's not a crime to ask someone for money. It's not even a crime to urinate when we have no public restrooms and those same businesses are openly hostile to unhoused neighbors. Stop and ask yourself, do you see a problem if you were voting with the council Republicans and Trump supporters on this issue? That's the that's the sell. That's the hard sell at the end there. You know, you're agreeing with those Trumpers. By the way, what is the idea there that it's a, it's not a crime to urinate in public? I'm, I, I am pretty certain it is. That's what they're actually doing. That was what they were deciding last night for the criminal penalties. That was our, ooh, I mean, dodged a bullet on that one. That could have been our DA. Mark, welcome to the program. Hello, Mark. Hello, Pete. Hope you're doing well. Oh, I'm uh, fantastic. Hope you're doing all right. Oh, hanging in there. The uh, the comments that you played earlier, uh, there's a lot of stuff for ridicule in there, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. But one of the, pre- one of the people, and I, it was towards the end, I think it was a woman, did bring up one thing, okay? Mm-hmm. She blamed urban renewal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she threw that it in with slavery think- and uh, Jim Crow okay. and urban renewal, yeah. Right, but urban renewal, I think, is the cause of a lot of these problems. Because before urban renewal back in the 60s, you had skid row. You had flop houses. You had places you could go and rent a room for 50 cents a night or less. These people had some place to go. But no, 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 that was demeaning. We have to level skid row and put up housing, Section 8 housing, and all this other stuff. So they got rid of all of that. Well, now all of a sudden, we got people living on the streets because they can't either qualify or afford what was replacing skid row and the flop houses. Yeah, so they I... created the homelessness problem. And one more thing, yeah. in the 90s, they went ahead and outlawed trailer parks and single wide. In Mecla- yeah, Mecklenburg County. Now we, now we have an affordable housing crisis. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and layer on. This, you guys made this mess. Don't expect me to come clean it up. Yeah, well, layer into there also the zoning uh, regulations that basically banned Main Street USA, uh, drove up the price of housing. Uh, made it more difficult to build apartment complexes, that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, there's... And it goes on and on and yeah. on, and all these things that these progressives, and not only them, but so-called visionaries, who can be identified by their white canes and seeing-eye dogs, they've passed all these things, and now we have all these problems. Well, you know, as they say, Stevie Wonder could have seen that coming. Oh, my gosh. Come on, two blind references in a single... In a single hey, joke? Hey, I, I couldn't help myself. I've been on hold too long. <laughs> it was just building up, man. All right. Well, Mark, hey, I appreciate it. Good to hear from you, brother. Pete Callender here. Got some messages. Some Pete tweets. Got a message here from Icky Fu, who says, yeah, uh, screw the little kids that want to use the parks in Uptown. <laughs> well, I can tell you this this issue came up uh, when I was in Asheville as well, and there was, uh, there was like a local mommy's Facebook group. And uh, they like uh, one of the mommies had taken their kid to one of the local parks. And this park was just so happened to be a block away from the socialist collective uh, that was handing out the, the needles. I mean, they called it a needle exchange, quote unquote, but nobody ever brought the needles back. You know, so they just handed out needles. And um, and one of the uh, the mommies in this group was taking the kid to the park and her daughter uh, picked up one of the needles and got jabbed. 
And so the mommy goes to the Facebook group and tells all of the Facebook mommies, hey, everybody, just a heads up. Uh, my daughter, you know, uh, got stuck with the needle. Uh, she's fine. She's got to take like a whole bunch of these shots now for the next uh, few weeks or whatever. Uh, but just, uh, you know, make sure that they're not picking up needles, everybody. Like that was the that was the heads up. That was the moral of the story was make sure your kids don't pick up the needles. It wasn't, hey, maybe, you know, like we shouldn't accept these needles all over our parks. <laughs> that is not that is not the lesson. No, the lesson here is your your toddlers need to know not to pick up needles, even the bright, shiny, colorful ones. Okay. Gary says, what happens when the public bathrooms are now used for drug use and overdoses, people sleep in them, etc.? I didn't realize homeless had a right to downtown property. Well, Gary, remember this happened also in Asheville where they had that, what was it, like it was a hallway connection from like a like the library to the county building or something. Remember, it was like a stairwell and they... And then, like, the local guy goes in there with his Facebook page camera, and he records it, and, yeah, they called it the stairwell to hell. Because that's, yeah, that, that's what it got used for. Um, I'm firmly convinced that these people would fight for carbon dioxide to be pumped into the air if, it, if the law stated that human bo- the human body survived on oxygen. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I thought lefties on Twitter were dumb, but leftists speaking at Charlotte City Council meetings are way dumber. I vote they have to debate somebody when they speak. Yeah, I doubt, or I vote they have to debate somebody when they speak and actually defend their dumbassery. Um, so this is this is the false choice. And I think it was uh, Councilman Tark Bakari. I've got his audio as well. The false choice that was offered up by these activists last night was that we have to accept the public defecation, urination, and taking advantage of yourself in front of children and in parks and broad daylight, the the uh, uh, blatant and open drunkenness and terrible behavior, the the destruction of the civil society, that you have to accept all of these things or or you have to be for the homeless. Right? Like, or like that's it. It's either for them or against them. That's it. And if you say that certain behaviors are unacceptable, that means you're against them, right? That's the choice that they were framing all of this as. But you have residents that live there. And listen to this. Like, what do you, th- what do you expect them to do? I'm against the criminalization of homelessness. And I want to end homelessness in our lifetime, if not sooner. But I'm also, it is for these reasons that I'm asking you to pass these ordinances that we desperately need to restore the quality of life in our city. I ask you to do so for the safety, the health, and the well-being of the housed, the unhoused, the workers, our visitors, and their families. Our children, our grandchildren also live in this community. They live all across Charlotte. I happen to live in a neighborhood that you've, you've heard of, and it's called the Fourth Ward. Um, I think you might have a different perspective if you look at it from a, from that lens. The behavior that that children and children have to witness is quite frankly it's appalling. It's it's behaviors that are unsafe from a health perspective, and actually cause them to not, to be unsure about how they feel about being safe overall. 
I bring that up to, sh to share that there's other perspectives to think about when we think about what we're, what we're looking at and what we're proposing here. What we're really talking about is basic civil behavior mm -hmm. and basic civil behavior that can be enforced. That is what we're that is what we're asking for, and there are basic civil behaviors that often are not are not being um, performed by the unhoused. This is a bigger issue. There's rarely a time that I walk in this city that you don't witness some type of civil behavior that is not appropriate. Engagement has been a default strategy since these since these ordinances were in place even prior to 2021, and it's been a default strategy since removing the criminalization of the ordinances. Our public spaces have gotten significantly worse, even with those engagement strategies. We are in total agreement that additional resources for outreach is needed. And what I have read and listened to as part of the a part of the work that has gone into this, those resources are part of this recommendation. Thank you Thank for you. your time. Thank you. Several weeks ago, I saw a young lady who works downtown walking along through that same Fourth Ward Park on a Friday afternoon. She walked past a large group of men who were drinking beers from 12 packs, even though it was nearly it was early afternoon on a weekday. As she walked past them, they drunkenly leered at her, catcalling and harassing her, taunting her about her attire and asking for her name. She did her best to play it off, but she was obviously feeling uncomfortable, unsafe, and objectified, and moved quickly out of her own park, our park. No one should have to walk through a gauntlet of toxic drunkenness because our city leaders are allowing that to persist. We chose to buy our place knowing that we would live across the street from subsidized housing and on a park that includes unhoused folks enjoying the park on the benches just like everyone else does. That has not changed. Here is what is new. The frequent drinking and drug use in the park. Loud arguments and violence resulting from the drinking. Being flashed by people urinating right beneath my balcony. Staying up all night long twice worrying about my dog who ate human feces containing drugs powerful enough to make her unable to hold her head still or walk. It was terrifying. I can't imagine how I would have felt had that been my toddler granddaughter who had come into contact with drugs or human feces that might contain drugs. I have watched many people gather on the park benches to drink for hours, consuming six packs or more of beer or liquor. Those people I have seen are rarely unhoused folks. They are well-dressed and carry no belongings. These are not the folks sleeping in the park. Twice in the last year, we've had a gentleman, I use the word advisedly, walk up in front of our big windows and urinate in our dog bowl. I'm just gonna ask I'm, you what should be done about I'm that. I'm sorry, your time is up, thank you. When I began to understand the opposition to reinstating these ordinances, I was frankly confused because the most people that I have seen violating what these ordinances would control have not been unhoused neighbors. They have been rowdy sports fans. They have been day drinkers. They have been people coming from various festivals. They have been unbelievably rude people of every stripe who urinate in the park next to me, who deal drugs on the street in front of my children, who have made it unsafe for my children to walk to their after-school activities because of their presence in our parks and on our streets. I'm just going to state what I've seen over the last couple of years and how things have changed and progressively gotten worse. 
Um, in, front of, in front of my place, I've seen people getting congregating, getting into fights, arguing with each other, threatening each other's lives, starting things on fire. I've also gotten my, my property damage. I've seen people try to break, walk into my, my home. Um, and, and those are the things that have made me nervous about what's going on. It's not an anti-homeless account, but this is just what's happened. Today, our city is far less safe and far less, less clean. So I ask you to pass these ordinances. Thank you for hearing us. that you may not agree with I understand that you may not agree with the speaker but I would like okay well then if I think you ought to leave ma'am I think that you ought to leave the building mm -hmm. if you can't be respectful for these things so let's let's try if we can all just get along through the respectfulness and let everyone have their speech then we won't have this issue mm -hmm. yeah I thought a perfect encapsulation right there at the end Right, discivil obedience. Right, I, I, I don't like. I don't know how you talk to people when you have a disagreement and they just start screaming shame, shame at you for having a different opinion about what? About security, about safety. And this is to me the key. I watched last night as Democrats on City Council wrestled with an argument that has become so foreign to them that they could not even articulate it which is that public safety is the top priority purpose for local government, for all government. That's the point. There's, there's no other real reason to organize ourselves into a society if we cannot agree that the first purpose of the government is to provide the umbrella of protection that, that under which we may you know, uh, engage peaceably with others. And if you can't even do that, then there's really no need for you. Email is Pete at the Pete show.com. I do have a bunch of emails uh, that I will get to. Let me jump over here and get Dan on the program. Hello, Dan. Welcome to the show. Hey, Pete. How are you? Hey, I'm good. What's going on? Excellent. Hey, you know what? I'm thinking of listening um, to this whole thing about all these infractions all over town. And, you know, it, it, it strikes me that very likely the city of Charlotte already has somewhere on its books an indecent exposure ordinance i'm guessing and many 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 of these ridiculous social activities fall under that at first glance which is a pretty broad sweeping broom for picking up that kind of trash i don't know if um i don't know what the distinction is under the law i do all i know is that the, like charlotte mecklenburg police went to city council and said we would need we need you to to uh, re-implement the criminal penalties for these local ordinances. So maybe the maybe the public indecency is like a state law, um, or and maybe it's only about like lewd and lascivious acts. That I uh, that I don't know. But this is what CMPD asked for uh, the criminal penalties to be applicable once again. Well, I, I kind of have to have to believe that if I went to a Charlotte City Council meeting or something of that effect stood up and dropped trow, it would be very likely I would be arrested for indecent exposure. That's just a first guess. I would think so, too. Uh, and the fact of the matter is that all of these activities you've described require uh, at least, uh, to a minimum, some droppage of trowage. And, right. Um, 
I would think certainly there's grounds for arrest. And, you know, the other side of that, I keep looking at some of this, and so many of these folks would love to be arrested because it's three hots and a cot for however long, uh, and it's a much better deal than they got out in the street, mostly. Well, they would see now the activists last night. Well, the activists last night would say that that's not the case. And, and once you get into that system, then you end up getting arrested more and more and more because you're not making your court dates because you don't know what day it is. And, and people who are chronically homeless, um, then like they get, they get caught up in this system and they just repeat, 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 offend. And they uh, and they become a drain on the system. So, like, there is that side of it. Um, Dan, I appreciate the call. Now, I will tell you, uh, Christy and I went to, uh, when we lived uptown for a while, this was several years ago, we walked over to get some uh, breakfast or brunch or something at one of the restaurants. And so we walked across uptown. And this was about, I don't know, 9 a.m. or so. And we're at Trade and Try On. And uh, we walk past a guy on a bench who stands up and turns around, pulls his pants down, and makes a deposit on the sidewalk right there, right in, in, the, in, in the midst of all of his stuff, right there. And so, yeah, I, like, I, I don't know how you stop that. I don't, you know, is that just he needs a public restroom right next to him? You're going to have porta potties everywhere around Uptown? I mean... I think that's what they're talking about.